The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. We are less than 24 hours off of our live show. We had it last night and we are still reeling from how absolutely incredible it was. And I mean, I honestly think it was like one of the best nights I've ever had. What were your, babe, what were your initial thoughts on how it went last night? I think it went amazing. Lots of laughter from the crowds. We love that. The crowd. I was shocked. It was a lot of people there. The venue was much larger than New York. Ginormous. Okay. So let's talk about, I hadn't, okay. I didn't really go into much detail about this on Instagram about how I was literally sick with fear because I didn't want the people that were coming to like have anxiety about like it being a shitty show. I don't know. I feel like if I was posting constantly, like guys, I'm so scared. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Like, it's just not, it's like causes stress almost for the people that have bought tickets. In your defense, it's a trifecta for you. Yeah. You have three huge things on your platter. Number one was the pajama release, mm-hmm. right? Got that out the way. Live show, mm-hmm. got that out the way. Boob job, yeah, still coming. So you, you've... It's like 10 horrible days of that, stress. In a matter of what, two weeks, all yeah. of that. Those, and those Less are, than two weeks. Those are huge things. So you've kind of been a whirlwind of emotions lately. Yeah. And they made me stop smoking weed at my doctor because they were like, we need you to stop all substances, vitamins, anything that's not like natural, which I feel like marijuana is natural. But anyways, I use that for anxiety. And they were like, yeah, like it just can interfere with the anesthesia. So we're going to ask you to stop like 10 days before. So normally I feel like I wouldn't have had that much anxiety because I would have just, you know, smoked. And so I was just a sober mess, full of anxiety. I'm not on any anxiety meds right now because I have just been using marijuana for anxiety. So yeah. Anyways, I was shitting myself and I like I didn't sleep well. I normally don't wake up as early as I did the day of our show, but I couldn't go back to sleep because I was so scared. That whole morning, Anthony and I were kind of just like laying around, walking around the house like, like kind of you're kind of just like it's almost like waiting for your like for your death or something i don't know Damn. Like, that's a, that's like a little extreme. waiting around for something that like you it's like inevitable of it coming but like you're so terrified for it so planning for a live show obviously we are so appreciative and so thankful that people actually want to spend their hard-earned money on a ticket they want to use their use up their gas whether it be via car, via public transportation, airplane, however the fuck you got there. We want to respect that. We, and we want to have a good night. Yeah. So planning for a show is is a little it's a little difficult because I feel like you and I we come on here, you go on your social media and like a lot of things that happen, we talk about it in real time. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of like things we can talk about that we haven't already talked about, at, whether it's on Instagram, tic, you know, TikTok, and, and normally the podcast. things that we don't address, it's because 
we don't want to. So right. like there's a reason we haven't shared that publicly. And so when you we're looking for something really special to be able to share on stage with everyone, that's not something that you've heard on the podcast, but in it, but it's something more a little bit more personal. It's hard to find what that right, that perfect story is gonna be. So I wanna say maybe three days prior to the show, we finally were like, all right, this is what we're going to talk about. Bethany's always super nervous for the live shows. Yeah. So it's always like, all right, what are you going to say to like break the ice to me? Yeah. So I've got to figure out like, all right, what am I going to say? For both shows, he, he's had like such a fire intro. And we, we just had to figure out what, what we wanted to talk about. What, what story are we going to share? Because like I've said before, me personally, I wouldn't want to go to a show where it's just two people on stage talking to each other. Like, yeah. You know, I can get that shit for free on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you use. So we want to obviously have a podcast segment where we talk about something, but then also we want to involve the crowd, involve the people that are there. If you're brave enough to come on stage and partake in whatever it is, we're going to ask you or what you're going to ask your partner, bam, let's have fun. So once we got the, that, the run of showdown, obviously like we're not people that are like, this is what you're going to say. We kind of have, all right, opening, middle, closing, bam. I was good. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like Bethany was struggling. Like she's just sitting on the on the bed, like moping around. It was it was actually like sad. Like I'm like, damn, like you're throwing my vibe off. Like it's gonna be okay. I felt like you were a lot more nervous for this show than New York though. But in New York, I feel like I was drunk the whole trip. <laughs> so maybe True. that's why. But I also feel like in New York, it was such a small venue. I knew how many tickets had sold. It was, it was, I think there was only a hundred seats in that venue. And so it was just, it was way smaller. Like for this venue, there was almost 300 seats. And so I knew it was going to be three times the size. I knew that there was going to be a lot of people that we knew there. And then I also knew it was going to be all of our local followers that I feel like are like some of the most dedicated followers that like comment, the people that like reply to my stories every single day were like messaging me like, we're going to be there. And so it was, it, it just felt more like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It just felt more, more fucking terrifying honestly so can i can i play dr <laughs> phil for a second yeah, and you tell me it. if i'm right or wrong so i think that you were more nervous for this show because your people were actually going to be there like your friends your everyday people that you interact with and talk with i think that i think that's why you were nervous because i feel like how do i say this He's like, how do I say this in a way that's no, no, not gonna not 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 there's nothing that's bad. not gonna make but you not want to fuck me tonight. For me, like like I had friends there, like family there, but those people like they know me. They know who I am. I've been the same person since I met these people back in elementary school, right? I just I've never changed. I've never right. So for me, it's just like you have friends that are pretty high up on the influencer scale, things like that. You knew they were coming. You knew they were coming to support. So I feel like you were like, damn, I really have to put on a show. For I, I don't even know if it was that for me. My number one fear when doing these shows is that people don't think we're funny. And that like when we're talking, it, the audience is just dead. That they're not alive. <laughs> that they're dead. That they're not alive. Not, But like, you and know I, what I mean? Like not lively. But I'm and not. I'm like when we're saying shit that's funny, like I want people to right. laugh. And, and that's so how that's, I gauge 
how the show's going. Yeah, but that's what I was scared about. I'm like, what if it's not funny? And it's like one thing if we were doing the same exact show as New York, then I know people would laugh because I know people laughed then. But it's we what we love to do is put on a whole new show every single time. See, and so that's why it's a little bit scarier because it's like, will this be received and well? That's why when you say funny, I know you don't really believe it when you say it because like I I have not one time thought like, damn, these people aren't going to think I'm funny because I know I'm fucking funny. No, I I know I have a really niche sense of humor for sure. So you're kind of funny depending on who's in the room. I feel like my humor sometimes can turn people off. That's what I'm saying is like, I know I'm funny, but. But my humor, like if you don't like my humor, you have a stick up your ass. You, oh, okay. Your humor is like, like, yo, really? Like you think that's funny? Like you have weird dark humor. Like you fucking like Pete Davidson. It's weird. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like what I have to say, either you just don't like me or you have a stick up your ass. Like, come on, I'm, I'm saying some funny shit. But so for me, I was ready to go. I was locked in. Yeah. But anyway, so the day of the show, I was basically just waiting for two o'clock to roll around because that's when my makeup was going to get started. And I was like, OK, that's when I know that this is like officially happening. And then she's doing my makeup and it took like an hour and a half. And towards the end, she was like, all right, we're almost done. I'm like, no, don't say that because that means we have to leave. And like, I'm so scared. I was like, my stomach was in knots. And on the other hand, me, I hit a bowl. I packed the bowl. I hit it and I went to sleep. I was out. I walked in the room and I was like, yeah, it's 430. We have to go. <laughs> like, get up. He was passed out on the bed. So we get there, right? Uh, this is Beth- Bethany's a, a wreck. I can I can just see it. She's and like, I can't poop. I'm like, bro, you you stay shitting. So the fact that you can't poop is something is wrong. There. Also, we've never been to this venue before in our life. I had never even heard of it before we booked the show there, and so we didn't know like where we were supposed to go or what we were supposed to do. So we just like walk in, and they're like ID, and I was like, um, it's my show, and they were like, oh, okay, uh, come this way, and like, so they take us back, and we walk into this venue, and you guys. Like, like I said, three times the size of the New York venue that we did. I was like, babe, this fucking venue is going to be empty. Like, I know my friends and our family is coming. Like, I know that. I know we have some followers coming. But, babe, there's 300 seats in here. Like, we are not going to fill this place out. Let me give you guys a visual. Think of an L, right? You have a long, straight line. And then you have a smaller line that makes your L. So, you have... And the big L, there's two the rows, big the big side of the L, there's two rows, and then there's like bleacher seating in the back. And then off to the right, the small part of the L, there's additional seating. The, but it was like, the way the stage was yeah. set up is there was a couch, right? We're not like, I guess if you're like a musical artist and you're hopping around the stage, like you can bounce around the stage. No, we're sitting on a couch talking to each other, but talking to the crowd. So I'm thinking like, damn, we'll maybe fill two of these rows. Like no one, there's no way anyone's going to sit on the bleacher seats. Oh yeah, I was like, those bleachers are going to be empty. Like, and I didn't even know those bleachers were there when my agency like sent me pictures of the venue. Those were not in the picture. So I was like kind of shook. And then I just, my nerves got even worse because I was like, babe, like we are not going to fill this place up. And then we even had family members tell us afterwards that when they saw, when they walked into the venue, they were like, oh yeah, like it's going to be so sad for them when it's so empty. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one, none of our family believes that that many people like us, which relatable, I don't believe it either. Anyways, so we had our VIP, which was so great. We got to meet and hug so many people and we gave everyone like our, some merch, t-shirts, which was so so cool. VIP. Yeah. Once again, like we we want to make it special for those of you that came. If you if you were fortunate enough to 
be one of the ones to get VIP because VIP sold out quick as I think like the the same day it released VIP no, was sold like, out. No, like yeah, and within a, an hour or something. So VIP came. It was kind of like there was no direction there, and yeah. this is where like you and I are such a match for each other because you're like, oh, I'm like, all right, babe, you ready? And you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Like no one's telling us, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, it's six o'clock. Like we need to go out there. So I kind of just went out there. And like we just started talking to people, yeah. taking pictures. Like it was cool. We just got, we got to, to have, have those intimate moments with right. everyone. Yeah. Did you have nerves? Like were your nerves still going? No. Then? Once I started talking to people and looking everyone in the eye and like actually having conversations with it, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing that I get to like all these people are the reason why we have like a roof over our head and food on the table. Like our audience is why we get to have this job. And so once I was looking everyone in the face, it was like, oh my gosh, like I I just felt so grateful. And once we got through the VIP and it was after that, then I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm so grateful to be here right now. I think the VIP kind of helped my nerves subside. And then we went back to the backstage. And we like, I think we had an hour between the ending of VIP and showtime. Yes, we had exactly an hour. Exactly an hour. So, so No, no, no. I think it was an hour and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. And so anyways, then we went back there. We took some pictures. We... We got some appetizers. We had my sister-in-law there and she was going out to the audience that was coming in to like get confessions from them. So Anthony and I were sitting at a table going through all the confessions before the show and picking out which ones we wanted to share on stage. So every single confession shared at our show was from our audience. And so this differs from our New York show because I'm pretty sure at our New York show, we had to add in some from Instagram because there weren't enough good confessions. So people were really on their game, like confessing their sins some nasty sins at this show so that was awesome so then our friends started getting there our family started getting there coming backstage to you know hug us before the show which was so awesome I ended up taking a tequila shot before the show because I did start getting really nervous like about 15 minutes before we were supposed to go on so with that like we said friends family a lot of your friends are in the influencer world so they kind of like they get it yeah I think one thing that's cool for me like when my friends got there they came to the back they're like damn like people are really here like and you know like we don't we don't really talk about like our friends are like oh like we're happy for you we're proud of you it's so cool but our friends aren't interested in becoming influencers or like social no. they're not they're just Most regular people don't even care about social media at right. all like they literally have instagram to support us and that's all like they don't post, and so they, they like they, yeah. they see like what you know what bethany's doing what we're doing when I'm at the sports bar with my boys, like we're not talking about the Garcia diaries or any of that. Like we're just talking about sports and whatever else. So like, they're just like, damn, like it's packed out there, bro. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. So for me, like it'll never be, I'll never get tired of like, like when people realize like, wow, they're really, they're actually doing something and like people actually fuck with them. Like you said, I got my uncle went and he was like, afterwards we were like, he was like, I'm going to be honest. Like I saw how big it was. And I was like, damn like hopefully people come you know he even had those and and you know i have conversations with him weekly and we talk about things more in depth and even so like for him to see like wow like that place was packed yeah but so but the other thing too that i love about like our friendships is in my question boxes a lot i'm i get things that are like you only do you only have influencer friends and i think that for us 
what's so cool is that people are like interested in those friendships because they like seeing they're like invested in influencers right right but for all of our per- we have a lot of friends that literally don't give a shit about that world and because of that we i love keeping those friendships more private because then it's like there you don't even have to worry about that kind of stuff and like you said when we're together we're not talking about that i remember we went to disneyland with some of our closest friends last year and they were like shook at how many people were coming up to us at disneyland they were like why are so many people coming up to you? We don't get it. And I'm like, bro, we don't get it either, but it's a blessing. Right. So, and then like the, my boy Dom was there and he was like, yeah, people were like coming up to me. We're like, are you Dom? Can we take a picture? <laughs> I'm <laughs> he was, dead. He was loving it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to talk about today's sponsor, which is Talkspace. Using Talkspace feels a little like having a mental health professional in your pocket, Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider anytime, anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. I'm more relaxed when I'm traveling, knowing that if I need to talk with my therapist, I can just send a message from wherever I am. Working through things in therapy can be tough, but connecting to my therapist isn't. This is one of the biggest selling points of Talkspace for me personally is because I love having you know, an in-person therapist that I can go to ever so often, but having someone that I'm, that's really there for me all the time when an in-person therapist just cannot get you in and you know they're not like cool or down with you texting them 24 7 or doing facetime calls and talkspace is really just there for you all the time i wholeheartedly recommend talkspace for therapy you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you typically within 48 hours you can text video or send voice messages to your licensed therapist so it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home or wherever you are. Talkspace is mental health care that meets you wherever you are and it simplifies taking care of your therapy and psychiatry needs because it eliminates the need to commute to your appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. Honestly, when Anthony and I have therapy at home, our kids are just there in the background and they are so understanding of that because we really don't have time to get childcare every time we have an argument or need to work through something or I have I'm having a personal meltdown, they really meet you where you are. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code Garcia to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Garcia and talkspace.com. Let's jump back into the convo. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Showtime hits. What time did the show start? Eight. Eight o'clock. Late. So show starts. I had gotten two. There, there was two messages that I got that had me a little nervous. One was my former Sunday school teacher. Shout out Yolanda. She was like, I'm coming to support. Her. Like she was, she's an adult. She's old. So I'm like, I love the fact that, you know, people that, that I used to go to church with that are like my parents age, like, just fuck with us and support us. Like, I think that's cool because 
what what we do and what we stand for today is totally against what that church stands for. So you, you and you never know like all right, maybe they don't go to that church anymore, but what beliefs do they still stick with? You know what I mean? So I'm always like all right, what are you doing here? Like when I see people from the church, I'm like, okay, what are you doing on my page? Are you here to like support or are you here to Talk report shit. back to the fucking pastor and be like, oh, we, you know, this is why church teen church kids need to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? So she messaged me like, I'm going to be there. And I was like, all right, cool. And she was like, we love the podcast. So I'm like, all right, maybe she's listening and she kind of knows like the vibes, the vibes and what, what we're about. I got another message from another lady that used to go to the, that we used to go to the church with. She's like, I'm gonna be there, and I was like, "All right, cool." Like, I, I I hope these people really know, like, yeah, us and like <laughs> how we are because it, shit can get pretty pretty wild, and you know. So, besides that, I was like, "Look, I'm in my home state, like I'm Arizona, born and raised. I'm gonna know people out there. I'm gonna have like for New York. I had my sister in the crowd, my sister, and that was it. Yeah, I didn't know anybody else, but I was I was ready to go. You." You were still nervous. I can still see it in you. you were, yeah. I was like, all right, let's walk out. And you're like, right now, what time is it? I was like, babe, it's 8.01. They had like, already started. The, late. No, they had started the music. And I was like, oh, shit, that means we have to go. So then we went. Everyone was clapping. I well, literally no, no, no. walked Here, here's, out. It was awkward. Here's what happened. We walk out. It wasn't like, oh, here's Bethany. Like nothing. We just kind of yeah. walked out. Shout out my boy, Dom. He read the room. I just hear him like start like yelling like, woo. And then everyone picked yeah. up. So I was like, yeah. all right, cool. Bam, get on stage. But then I look out and I'm like, you guys, this oh, yeah. fucking venue was packed to the brim. The bleachers were full. Ev- the, all, all the chairs were full. There was some empty ones on that, like, that, like Anthony said, that short L side where I actually wish nobody had sat there because it was hard to, like, see that area and, like, like include them. I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, I yeah, we was weren't facing that shook. Direct. We had to, like, yeah. turn our neck yeah. to, like, see them. I was shook at how packed it was. And I found out we had sold over 200 tickets. Like it was just so like over 200 people there. Um, I was just in awe. And then I, we sat down. Anthony, like he did such a good job of taking the wheel and just like getting it all started. And I needed that. And then from there, we were good. It was so good. Here's, here's how I gauge a show. So for me, how I gauge, you know, how a show is going. Yeah. Like, like last night I asked, all right, who is here only because their partner or their friend or the person they're with dragged them here? Yeah. Like, raise your hand. And in New York, it was like half the right. room had like dra- been dragged there and hadn't even heard of us. So, you know, I'm you're looking out into the crowd. Half of it's lit. Half of it's in the dark. You can't really see. But I see a couple hands. Of course, all guys with yeah. their wives or their girlfriends lift their hand so in my head i'm like all right cool i'm gonna keep an eye on these two guys because (laughs) they're laughing right if if i can get these guys to laugh that they don't know us they have absolutely no idea who we are what we're doing they can if i can get them to laugh i feel like it's a win yeah so show starts we start doing our thing now remember we don't record these we're not going to release them because we want it to be an intimate experience for those that are able to make it Hopefully one day we'll come into a city near you so you can make it. But for now, we just want to keep it intimate. So we won't go into any details of exactly when, but we're moving along. It gets kind of, gets wild. It's it's kind of free game, right? We we give you guys the power to kind of dictate what we're going to talk about with Q, yeah, with confession with cards. And our and, games, yeah. Right. It, it's all dependent. Like if the crowd is is not 
fun oh, and they don't want Arizona, wanna... Arizona brought their A game. It was spicy. It was hilarious. I was laughing. The audience was laughing. Like it was so much fun. And I feel like I feel so proud of like the show we put on. And I think that was the scariest part for me was like the reason that it was such a great show is also because the audience was so into it. And so, yeah, it just, I don't know, you guys, it was so good. And I hope we can plan another one soon. I really, really want to do like a San Diego or LA show, Southern California, because I know we have such a huge following there. And it's also something that's like relatively close to like Arizona if you missed out. But I feel like that would be like the next place for us to go. I put a box up and there's a lot of, I got Atlanta like 15 times. So we've got a lot of 15 tickets sold. No, no, no. I'm saying like that was just in a question box from two in the morning until like when I woke up at six. Yeah. I was like, damn, Atlanta fucks with us. Okay. But (laughs) it was fun, man. Unless everyone just knows how to fake laugh. The crowd was into it. I don't know how my old Sunday school teacher felt about it. You Have know, you maybe, asked her? Maybe she'll DM me. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. And the, every response I've gotten from people that attended the show was like so positive. So yeah, I'm just so happy about it. And now the only scary thing I have to do for the rest of this month is get cut open on a table. <laughs> yeah. You look like you're having a stroke right now. Are you okay? <laughs> Your face is just blank. All right, pause. But once again, just thank you to everybody who came out. It's awesome. I'm going to save you guys the whole emotional spiel that I have, but it was cool. And it's just, it's amazing that people actually care. I mean, I get you like you're, you're, you're the shit like you a pioneer in this social media game. Like, Clap it up, clap it That's up. That's my soundboard. We realize we have some we just, sounds. Yeah, everyone gives me shit about not buying Anthony a soundboard, but we just realized our recorder that we've been using for a year has one. But like people <laughs> fuck with you. Like you're the Garcia Diaries. So the podcast is like, it. it's two. I'm sure if I was a horrible co-host or, you know what I mean? Like people have to like the podcast and the podcast is us. So yeah. the fact that people came to see us and to hear us talk it's amazing. So thank you guys for supporting and hopefully we could do more more next year. Yeah. I mean, this year's done. You're gonna be laid up in bed. I'm gonna be abstinent <laughs> for six weeks. So if I'm grouchy you won't let or, me forget it. Oh yeah. I, that's my fucking baby you're having surgery next week. I know, I know we just hit whatever. I know it's only been thirty minutes, but you know, no. next every next night, Friday every night he's like, Baby, you wanna have sex because you know we're gonna have to go without it for six months. Oh, you want to? And have... I'm like, I'm like, babe, you have a okay, hand. Okay, no, stop, stop, You have stop, a stop. hand. Okay, so the... <laughs> I'm like, you can have sex with yourself. This you don't is, have to go without this sex. This is going I off. Have to go without this sex. is going off on a tangent. Okay, Bethany and I's relationship, and, and I would, I, I honestly wish I could sit and talk to people in relationships because I want to know, like, is this just a norm? But Bethany never engages if bethany wants to engage she just gets in the bed butt naked i'm sorry engage or initiate initiate because i definitely engage initiate my fault i used the wrong word i don't like that you said that (laughs) (laughs) okay initiate i'm like yo babe like one time can you just be like yo let's let's get it on but no the the best initiation you'll do is you're like just get in the bed naked and i'm like yeah and if you don't make a move then i'm like all right whatever right. And i'm like what does this mean like what are you trying to do here like are you trying to sleep naked tonight like i don't i don't can't read mine i don't sleep naked so beth and then and then bethany's like 
oh man, maybe if you would stop asking me, maybe I would initiate. Yeah, if you didn't ask me every six hours, maybe I would be (laughs) more horny. That's what I'm saying. Like if if you went a week without trying to initiate, then for sure I would initiate. I I, I don't even get the chance to. But babe, I don't want to. It's not worth waiting a week just to get one initiation out of it. Fuck that. Well, then that's why you don't. (laughs) That's why you don't. Sorry. So the fact that... You're the one that wanted to fuck with my hormones five times. The fuck... you're just putting words in my mouth. Be quiet. <laughs> the fact that potentially for six weeks and like, like I'm taking this serious, like super serious because I'm like, I, this is a first time for us. Like you had five kids. We, you know, after the two and a half, three weeks, they say six weeks, but you know, usually for you it was like three weeks, you know, but this is new. Like I've, I've never been involved or around someone that's had plastic surgery. Or boob. I don't know what to expect from your surgery. So I'm just, taking every worst case scenario that the doctors have told us and I'm living by those. Yeah. And I've had surgeries before because I've had my gallbladder removed. I've had my tubes removed. And for all those surgeries, it's just like little inch. Like I have like at least five scars on my stomach of incisions, but they're all like less than an inch or less than two inches. And so it was, and it was always on my abdomen. So I've never had like any other area. So I'm fucking terrified. So I'm over here just like, all right, like, it could go six weeks. We're expecting six weeks. Also, I might die. Right. I had to sign a paper that said I might die. And so I'm like, cool. the last time I went six weeks, I was like 15 years old. Like, ooh. So mentally, like, I'm I'm training my brain, both brains, to be like, yo, for six weeks, you're you're a fucking priest, bro. Like, you gotta. You so you're gonna fuck little kids? Oh Sorry. my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, that's wow. see that's an example of horrible wow. humor. Well, you said you're going to be a priest, so. <laughs> right? I'm going to practice godly values, I guess. Okay. Well, don't be a Catholic priest. So let's just say for the past week, I've been using the babe, you know, surgeries next week, like so. Do you think I'm going to get canceled for saying that? You might. <sighs> Guys, this is such a joke, a horrible one. Just pretend this is SNL. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyways. Okay, so I posted on my Instagram and I'm like, we're going to answer some of you guys' burning questions on our next podcast episode. And so I'm going to read a few of these questions to you, Anthony. Are you ready? Are you going to answer questions? Yeah. Because there's no tequila shot here to deflect. I'll answer with them. All right. So someone said, will you guys do another event in the Valley? I wasn't able to come this time. Hopefully. I don't think that's going to be neck. Oh, should we talk about what you have planned? No, or what you, well, it's what's not in the even work? plans, but I, it's something I want to do. Well, why don't we, why don't we tell, ask them and maybe get feedback yeah, if people would even be down. Let's get the feedback for it. All right. So last night was awesome. And it, it sucks because we want to honor the people who pay for VIP, right? They paid a little bit extra to have that intimate experience. Yeah. They got to talk to us for, for it wasn't it wasn't like we sat there for hours. It was like a 30, 45 minute thing. We got to have individual conversations. It was cool. So, right, we want to respect that. You paid a little extra. We want to reward you for that. But it's so hard to right when the when the show ends to not just walk off the stage and start talking to people. This one was especially hard because like I said, we actually knew people yeah. in the audience. One of the guys that came up and you know participated. I hadn't seen got the guy since elementary school. And he said yeah. his name and I was like, wait, are you so-and-so from? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, bro. Yeah. Like we went, I'm knowing you since like kindergarten. So it's tough. So we were, we were kind of thinking like, well, not we, Bethany was like, how do we, how do we plan something or, or, or throw something together where we can, it could just be like a hangout. 
because a lot of you guys are cool. A lot of like, like I feel like our, it takes a certain kind of individual to rock with us, to hang with us, to listen to what we have to say. Because we're kind of off the wall. We're kind of just we're different. You know, I I, I take pride in being people that kind of go against the grain, or that are trying to like change things. So Bethany's brainstorming. We're we're potentially gonna throw like a Christmas. Well, not necessarily Christmas. But a holiday dinner at a venue where you know you guys pay because I'm not paying for all that food, so y'all gotta help us out. And like a little mixer, right, right. But like, but then also for a good cause because the holidays are coming up, and I know there's so many families that can't afford Christmas presents for their kids. So maybe like ticket proceeds go to towards Christmas presents, and or that's like that. that's huge for me, giving back and helping you know people that aren't able to or underprivileged because I was yeah. that kid. You know, if we, if we can come together and hey come pay pay for a plate come hang out bring a christmas present for kids between certain age we just hang out we get to meet you guys we feel like that'd be cool so if you are in arizona or near arizona you would be down let us know yeah because we want to we want to meet and and hang with our followers in a setting where we don't have to perform right like our nerves are our bethany's nerves were crazy we we had to go on stage so there may be something like that coming in December, so be on the lookout for that. And let us know, is that someone something that people would even do? I, I think people would, but let us know. All right, next question. What do meals look like at home? What's y'all's favorite dinner? It's hit or miss. I What's your favorite thing to make? Oh, chicken enchiladas. I was going to say that's the best thing you make is enchiladas, right. 1,000%. That's my favorite thing. All right. So a lot of people are asking about one of my like friendships that has obviously ended and I shared this on Instagram the other day and I, it's like my number one thing in my question box literally every day. And I said that I'm not going to like, everyone's like, spill the tea, spill the tea, do a podcast episode on it. Like, I'm not going to do that. I don't know why people think that I would do something like that. But and well, while Anthony would love me to. No, I'm, I'm going to say like, yo, I'm, I'm out here like, babe, just fucking do it. Because you no. know me, I'm a, I love, I'm a petty king. Like, I love that shit. But I'm not and I will not be doing that. And sometimes friendships end and like sometimes friendships are just for a season. And sometimes like in this situation, I asked for space and for dis, and then I distance myself. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And so I hope that people can respect those boundaries. But I like I know people are so invested because because they I don't know, people are invested like the same way I'm invested in like pop culture and and the housewives and all that stuff. Like I totally get it. But I just don't want to talk about that. Okay. Everyone's asking what Kendall's confession was from the live show. If you weren't at the live show, yes, we had influencers on that stage confessing their sins. And you guys, that's why I'm saying you have to come to our next live show because it was fucking hilarious. Can I read this next one? Yeah, you can read this next one. This is from someone that was at the live show. She said, why are you a pillow princess? I'm guessing this is geared toward you because... I I'm because not a I can confe- because I confess that on stage, literally in front of my mother that was there. Yeah, why am I a pillow princess? Wow, because your mother doesn't know how five. Yeah, all right, all right. No, but a pillow. You know what a pillow princess is? Someone that just lays there. No, it's someone that loves receiving but not giving. Oh, really? Yes. Is that verified? Yes. Like that's the definition. Yes. Wow, you really are a pillow princess. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. I'm like, who wouldn't want to be? But then I know a lot of girls are just really turned on by giving. And I just would love to get like that. So teach me how to be like that. I don't know. Okay, last question. Wait, wait, wait. What? Like, you want to rewind back to that? What do you have to nah, add? I'll, I'll I leave can, it. Yeah, I was going to say, you should just probably shut your mouth. 
I, I feel like you gave a lot in Spanish class, but next question, please. Oh my God. Giving, you want some toe action? Something, That's damn. That's all I gave in Spanish class. <laughs> all right. How do you decide on a couple's therapist? We don't even know where to start. I'm actually glad we're talking about this because I wanted to bring therapy up just one more time. I know we're like beating a dead horse, but guys, I cannot stress enough how much therapy has changed our marriage. Like, all the little things that used to bother me or like turn into these blow up arguments, things that were little things like miscommunication. We've really like utilized all the tools taught to us in therapy to be able to like navigate hard situations and things that would turn into fights and just either avoid them or calmly figure it out. And it feels so good to not have to like walk on eggshells or be scared about the when, when the next blow up is going to be, or I don't know. It's just, it's such a different feeling and world to be living in, in therapy. And I feel like we've gotten to such an amazing place. So again, I cannot stress enough. Like if you're, even if you're not struggling, like it can help strengthen your marriage. Like right now we're not struggling. We've been through struggles. We haven't had like anything brought up in therapy in at least a month that's like considered a struggle or maybe even two or three months. But every single week we still show up and we learn and well, we grow. So, and so we're like we're, right now we're working on strengthening it. You know so what I mean? just to kind of be a little vulnerable for you guys, and we'll be real honest because we just had our live show and just going to therapy is one step, right? Because you can go to therapy you and your partner can go to therapy. But if you're not willing to put the work in and actually like attempt to change and to fix things, th therapy would be a waste at that point. Yeah. And a perfect example of, you know, for us going to therapy, but also putting the work in outside of therapy is yeah. live show in New York. The night before the show in New York, Bethany and I were at dinner. We're, we're, Trying to figure out, all right, exactly what are we going to do on our show? How do we want it to go? And I don't know if you brought a topic up or I brought a topic up. And it was a trigger for me. It was a trigger. And that, you know, one small thing, you know, Bethany said something snarky. So then I said something snarky back. And then it just escalated. And then my feelings were hurt. And then I hurt his feelings. And then it, it was, like I said, one of those horrible blow up fights. Right. So this is the night before the live show. We're at dinner. Our New York bring show. Bring the check. The yeah. New York show. Bring the check. Bam, we're done. And I was literally in the hallway, like crying at our hotel. Like it was, it was a bad night. And we put a band-aid on it. We we made up, apologize, and and like we always did, just put a band-aid on it. Didn't really deal with anything. The next day, the the makeup artist had to ice your what put ice on your eyes. Yeah, we were actually we were actually running late to our show because our our makeup artist couldn't do my makeup because my eyes were so swollen from crying and she had to ice my face for like 30 minutes. So we ended up running late to our, and when we needed to be in the venue. And honestly, that's, that was a lot of our fights. We didn't, there was nothing major. Like we never, you think of like, oh, blowout fights leading to divorce. You think of infidelity or yeah. these different, no, it was nothing like that. Usually it was something small. That got turned into something and it huge. Was, right. It was just a snowball effect. This live show for me, like I, had I we you and I were good. There there are still moments when things come, like we're not just this perfect couple that we don't know. We we still have fights. We still bicker. We still have miscommunication. We still, right. Yeah. 
but we stop and instead of being mad at each other for eight hours, it's like, all right, five minutes goes by. Bethany goes in the fucking wherever she goes and listens to what's that girl's name? Like Vanessa Barrett or Van- what's her name? Vanessa Barrett. Vanessa Barrett. The fucking just this sad like she goes in there and gets all emotional. And then I come in and I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. This is what I, you know what I mean? We, we work through things. Yeah. So going into As this. Where sh- before it would take him three to five business days to apologize. Right. <laughs> because like I was just. Well you, you, well, you hurt my feelings or you you said this to me that I didn't like. So now forget you and, and I'm just thinking of myself. But in a relationship, it takes two. This live show, we had none of that. Like she was nervous. We didn't have any beef between us. So I was more or less just like trying to help you. And it just like this is our work. It made it made it so much more seamless and it flowed better. That's just an example of like we, we're, we're going to therapy. We're putting in the work. And we're seeing changes from May to what, what month? November. Yeah, the difference, right? Imagine five years from now, but we may not even fight one day. Shit, that, that might be cool. <laughs> yeah. So to answer the question, how do you find a therapist? I would just start googling in your area. The best thing you can do, in my opinion, is ask your friends and family for recommendations and go off of that. Right. But if because- you don't, if you, none of your family or friends go to therapy then I would just start Googling and start emailing, maybe even jump on the phone with some to see what, what you who you vibe with. And then um, if you make an appointment with someone and you absolutely hate them, like don't give up. Well, for, Keep looking for someone. So for you, just, just your journey and our journey, your initial therapy appointment was set up by a friend. Yes. Right? So your friend set it up and then with you doing your own thing that you you asked that person, hey, do you recommend a marriage therapist? Right. Yes. And then that's how we ended I asked up with, my personal therapist for a recommendation for a marriage. And therapist. then, you yeah. know, for me, I actually tried to set like do therapy outside of the practice that you had. And I put a couple a couple like I filled out a couple inquiry forms and it was like, oh, we can see you in two months. And I was like, yo, fuck, I need therapy right now. So yeah. it's. It's a gamble, and it, and like you said, research Google, and I'm the internet's so nice because you can put keywords in. Just do your research. Hopefully, you have someone that you can talk to that d- does therapy because you got to remember, yeah. like there's, and that's why I love Talkspace too because they can also help find some place, someone that's like immediate for you, and then you can also do like the texting and the video chats and all that kind of stuff because sometimes it sucks too. Like for our marriage therapist, when like we have. A disagreement or a fight that we can't work through, and this was happening especially in the beginning of starting therapy. Oh, yeah, Bethany had him on speed dial. Jesus. And well, yeah, but he was like, "All right, I can get you guys in next week." And I'm like, "Dude, that's seven days from now, and like, I have to live with him for 24 hours a day every day until then. Like, right. it's so hard. So having someone that you can like text or video call, all that kind of stuff on Talkspace is really, really nice. So that's why we use them in between. But yeah, recommendations, and then just. Google and the internet's great. But anyway, therapy is great. <laughs> therapy is amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming to our live show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, for all your support. We really appreciate it. And by the time you guys are listening to this episode, I will be laid up in bed, cut open. So wish me luck on my recovery. Hopefully I don't die in surgery. And, and the, the Garcia Diaries content this weekend is going to be crazy because I have access to the phone. So, Oh my God, you should be, just be posting updates for me. I'm dead. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.
Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries, at Sir Garcia Diaries, and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.